Hey everyone, how you doing out there? Welcome to Great Nature Talks and America Oliva. We're going to be talking about Tai Chi today. And what do people actually think it is? Well, here's the idea. The majority of people see someone moving slowly, doing some really nice, peaceful movement and whatever, and they think, this person retarded? I know that because I've heard it right from these people's mouth. I've seen blog posts. I've seen the criticisms of Tai Chi and how people, you know, view others who practice the Tai Chi. I would rather call it Tai Chi Tran, but I'm calling it Tai Chi, the, the, the terrible way of saying it, I think. <laughs> but that's in my opinion. Um, tai Chi Tran, okay? Well, people want to argue with it. Is it a martial art? Is it just for health and wellness? Is it just for meditation? Is it just to make you feel good here and there? It's all of those things. Actually, Tai Chi Chuan is a practice that encompasses all things like that. Spiritual refinement, meditation, philosophy, culture, education, health and wellness, and self-defense and strategy. Isn't that awesome? Meditation does that. So when when I hear people calling it like a hippy-dippy, airy-fairy bullshit, you know, it's something hippies do that... So what's wrong with the fact that you want peace and love in your life and you're going to practice an exercise that helps your body feel good, helps your mind be clear, meaning, you know, you relieve the stress in your body and the stress factor uh, in the body hormonally, chemically. Uh, what's wrong with that? If that means you're a hippie, then that's cool. You want to know why? Because the person who practices is going to want, be the one who lives a better quality life, if that's the case. Now, some people don't need to do that, and they feel just generally great. And that's awesome. That's good for them. They don't need to do it unless they want to do it for uh, uh, emphasize their or magnify their feeling of um, you know peace and, and happiness in their lives. That's fine. But you know what, what gets me is that these people who criticize, they have no clue what they're talking about. I mean, they literally don't know a damn thing about Taiji Shat. Nothing. And then when they see videos, what gets me is that they see videos on YouTube or any other you know platform, and they go... Oh, this guy's in the he's doing. Look, look, he's getting his ass kicked. He's getting beat up. Blah, blah, blah. Tai Chi sucks. Well, you know what? There's a lot of bad representations of everything out there. And finding something good quality, or at least what one would consider good quality, is, you know, hard to find, of course. Um, gotta understand, there's a lot of misunderstanding in Tai Chi Chan as well when it comes to martial arts and when it comes to health and wellness and when it comes to meditation, when it comes to daily lifestyle. But you don't have to worry about that. You wanna know why? Because if you really wanted to know what it was about, go to a school, go find a teacher, go find someone, a mentor for Tai Chi Chan, and go study with them or ask, do question and answer, what's wrong with giving someone a call saying, I don't know what the hell's going on with Tai Chi Chan. What the hell is it? Like, what are you doing over there dancing in the air? Well, you know what? If you took a basketball player's basketball away from them and they just make believe they're dribbling a ball, I mean, you can tell it's basketball. But if you've never seen them do it, you'll think they're just dancing when they're actually exercising something, right? Same difference. So, from my experience with Tai Chi Chan, uh, I went from the martial arts aspect from it, the meditation aspect from it, health and wellness aspect from it, culture, philosophy aspect, and the medicinal practices within it. Now, not all, not everybody teaches all of those aspects. Some people just focus on martial arts. Some people just focus on health and wellness. Some people focus on meditation, so on and so forth. You get my point. Um, Tai Chi Chuan is, is pretty awesome that way. Is that it, it encompasses everything in terms of life. Because the concept behind Tai Chi 
of the Taiji Shan, or I'll just say it this way, Tai Chi, okay? The Tai Chi symbol. And I'll emphasize that way so you know that I'm bastardizing the name as everyone else does. Uh, so you know what I'm talking about. Familiarity is key, right? Um, tai Chi, that symbol means something totally, totally deep, okay? It's not just male, female, black, white, up, down, hard, soft, you know, positive, negative. No, that, that's a philosophical application that came way, way later than when it was created. So you'll have uh, Taiji meaning a map or a calendar of the sun and moon and the earth. It's a calendar. It's telling you the seasons. It's the changes, the astronomical changes between the sun and the earth and the moon. And that's really what it became, or what it was first through observation of astronomy. Afterwards, uh, people used that as a way of guiding their life. It became a lifestyle. And then it became a philosophy. Then it became a religion. Ah, uh, and then it still stayed those other things, but people off went on, on, on another angle and went and did it through religious ways. Um, it developed a whole entire civilization, not the Taiji symbol, not the philosophy, but the observation of astronom astronomical phenomena. That's what you'll have creating the shape or the Taiji symbol, the Taiji symbol, the Taiji Chan. The fist form of the martial art came from the philosophy, came, came from how you maintain health and wellness and, and betterment of your mind and refinement of your spirit. And the practices or movements were just in accordance with the person who decided to make these types of movements. They never called it Taiji uh, movement. It just was just a whole bunch of movement. That's all it was. Nothing big. Then later on, you know, the, the phrase was coined Taiji because it symbolized uh, whatever person observed in another person moving like this was observing uh, their hard and soft, their up and down, their opening and closing, you know, and said that resembles a Taiji philosophy. So we're going to call it Taiji. Taiji Chan. Chan meaning fist. Okay, in Mandarin. And that was great. That's how you have this name. So when you see someone old practicing slow, uh, and then doing like sudden thrusts here and there. Well, that's one method of practice. Some just do it all slow, like a placid lake, you know, no ups and downs, just straight up smooth. And then some don't. Some do it up and down, rocking, some strike hard, some move fast and then slow. I mean, it's not necessary that Taiji Chan has to be slow. It just has to have a basic foundation of the philosophical components which made up the concept to incorporate movement into this philosophy. Okay? That's really what will make a Taiji Chan. Now, you have several different types of Taiji Chan, and in China it will be referred to as families or groups. Okay? Each person decides to make their own, many people decide to make their own type of movement and call it a Taiji Chan. It's a, a term that went universal for anything that moves slow, fast, or slow, or has the philosophical components of the Taiji. Uh, symbol and its historical cultural uh, influence. So there you go. So when when <laughs> when I talk about you know promoting Taiji Chan, and some of my friends say, "Oh, that hippy dippy airy fairy bullshit," I just I laugh inside and my heart breaks. Like, dude, you have no clue. So I say, no, it's not. It's just that people don't know how to express what they mean by you know mindfulness or meditation or chi. I mean, it's still. Taiji Chan has been around for hundreds of years, but it's only been in America for a good 70 years. 
people still don't know how to explain chi. Okay? When you're explaining chi and they're going, well, you know, it's um, like this and it's uh, like that. No. Let's make it really simple. Culturally, in China, chi meant life force. Chi. You know what's in the character chi? One of the characters for rice. Okay, the character for rice, me, is under there. Me is, uh, rice is a staple. Okay? Uh, rice is a staple food in China, especially in old, in, in traditional, um, in old China. Okay, in ancient China. So, rice was a staple food. That was like a great foundation of all your meals, or most of your meals. That would make sense to Chinese culture and to the making of this character because when you cook rice, it steams up. Right? Uh, the water and everything becomes steam and it rises. What you have in that character is steam rising on top of the rice. So that's <laughs> that's your core, that's your your foundation. Your, so we'll we'll translate it as life force, okay? That's why I said it's life force. So if you break down the character, it, it's really going to the core foundation of your existence. You need sustenance. Chi is sustenance. <laughs> okay, that's why there's a character for rice in there. But in American culture, Western culture, that's not even a thing. What equals, what equates our foundation? What equates our uh, sustenance, right? We'll call it bioelectricity. I know translation sucks here and there, but you got to look at it culturally and contextually. The foundation of our life in the Western world, what we consider in Western science, okay, would be our bioelectricity, our bioenergy, our electrical body, right? Our cells, our DNA, and all the electrical impulses that happen throughout the body, our consciousness and all that. So the best way, I, in my opinion... Instead of saying life force and having people who have no clue what Taiji Chan is think, oh, these people are out of their mind. Life force? What do you think? This is Star Wars or something with the Jedi force and the and the, and, the, and all this stuff. I mean, people will, will literally hate on Taiji Chan, and that's all I've seen for the last twenty something years that I've been no thirty years in internal arts with meditation and qigong. Uh, but seeing it, geez, yeah, thirty years. Holy crap! Anyway. I've seen people just bastardize it. And I started to think, wow, if I was someone who had no clue and I met this person who was talking about uh, universal life force and <laughs> talking about peace and love with the chi in the body and, and, and letting the spirit come out and, you know, all of this, I would think that person was totally out of their mind. So I get it. I get it. I will be the first to say, yeah, it's not a hippy dippy airy fairy crap. That's what it is. I know people recognize those words, so they'll know what I'm talking about. Tai Chi Chuan can be practiced silently, quietly, without any force, any strong physical force, but moving the body. It can make you feel, because you practice it inside, chemical processes occur, and you know your mind stays focused on something, and it makes you feel calm. Okay, We'll get into those uh, scientific explanations at another time. But you'll feel calm. 
that de-stresses the body that helps the body feel good and when the body feels good healing happens healing is always happening but when the body feels good it's like magnified billions of times over um and if you're going to you know try to use the taiji trend to fix sicknesses and illnesses and cancers and stuff you will need a hell of a lot of practice and you will need to learn other methods to actually do that and it'll take a hell of a lot of time a lot of willpower a lot of patience fortitude perseverance it, you will need support system good diet and all that stuff to emphasize the good effects from the practice then you have it as a martial arts and people look a lot of people suck at using taiji chuan as a martial art shit a lot of people suck at using their martial art as a martial art can't just say taiji chuan is the only one I, it's all over the place so it really depends on the person and how they're training and what they believe. If they believe their form dictates their skill, then they're going to be in for a big surprise. Your skill is not shown because your form looks good. You know, you get better at fighting by fighting, sparring, you know, testing yourself and learning from other people from different form, different styles altogether. Jeez, a a Tai Chi should go for boxing. Go learn how to do boxing and go learn how they box. Tai Chi should go learn some karate. You should go you go and spar with karate. Go go and feel different things. Different styles should in, should should spar with each other. That's how you grow. That's how you learn how to, not if your your martial art works. Martial art is like a fork. Okay? You stab a food, you put it in your mouth, the tool works. It's really black and white, it's very simple. Okay, martial art is like that. It can work if you use it the way you can use it. For example, someone throws a punch and you try to block it straight on, you're probably going to hurt your hand and maybe get punched in the face. But if you slightly move to the side, if you can't get the right timing, which just means training, then you block the hand and parry the hand and strike at the same time. I mean, two hands doing two different things. So one, one parries, one strikes and your body moves out of the way, and you probably move forward. So you have all these components, but if you don't train those components, the concept doesn't work. So I always say when I'm teaching that this is a theory. It has yet to be proven for you. It's proven for me because I've used it, but it's not proven for you unless you've used that style, that technique, okay? And then you practice and practice, and you practice different types of training methods to practice that technique. You get familiar, you get kind of... Um, you know, almost like a second nature. It doesn't have to go that far, like five years just to learn technique. All I'm saying is a few times and it starts to get into your, your you know, gets in your blood, you know, it gets in your movement, your movements habit. And it becomes something that happens when you go to block or strike or whatever. Okay. But the martial arts training, you need to train martial way, fighting way. Then there's the refinement way also within that. See, Chinese culture has this thing where you refine the mind, you strengthen the body, and you learn to defend yourself. This is all part of the package. Some don't always do that. Some aren't the best in, in conduct and character. Some aren't the best in fighting, but they have great concepts that you can probably be better at applying, and then you do it, right? That's right. Okay? So don't always expect that the teacher can know how to fight, but the teacher uh, may have some, some good skill, good concept, and good training ideas, but they just can't apply it. Maybe they just don't have the talent, or they didn't put enough time, or that's not where their mind is, but they like it. You know, uh, Some are better at forms than they are at anything else. Some are better at philosophy, philosophical concepts, than the martial arts, and or forms. So you see, some are also better at the health and wellness aspect. So, you know... <laughs> You, it's hard to find someone who 
who has all of these concepts put together. And I've one thing from one of my old teachers um, that he said, I think was probably, you know, one of the only things that were of great value um, that he spoke uh, was it's hard to find a teacher that has all of these things. Okay. And I agree with that 100%. So I decided at that young age, was I 19, 20, that I wanted to be the person who actually did all of it. I already had meditation and uh, Qigong practice and Qigong medicinal practice um, and, you know, Quina and all that under my belt. Like, it was already forming from eight years old. So by the time I was 19, 20, uh, I already had so like, yeah, I want to be the person that does all of this. I want to be able to fight. Maybe not 100% great, and you, know, you never get undefeated, but it's just you are well enough to protect yourself. So I want to be good at fighting. I want to be good at my form practice, strengthen my body and stuff. And I want to understand it, the ins and outs. And I want to have the education and culture behind it. I want to have this whole package. And then uh, over time, I met more and more teachers, mentors, that taught me these aspects that I wanted. So I had a lot of mentors um, and most, and it helped me. It, it helped me grow and understand because I was in the mindset for contemplation. Uh, you know, a lot of people in the martial arts they say you shouldn't learn so many things because it, you know, you'll learn a lot of things, but you'll never really master anything. I don't believe in mastering anyway. I believe in proficiency, and it's really about the perception. It's really about the angle in which you take when you're learning a martial art. I've had, I think, over ten different types of mentors uh, in the martial arts with various different martial forms. But it's not like I'm searching for these forms. It's that they have it. They want to offer it. Well, of course, I'll take whatever someone wants to feed me, right? I'll take the food. So I'll take the style and I'll practice the forms, uh, uh, learn with them for a short time, as long as I could stay around them when I was in China. So to travel almost every year, every year and a half. Uh, and always stay in touch with them, of course, travel back and forth to see them. But consecutively, for every day, for like a year and a half, um, you get very far. You know, hour, a few hours training, uh, hours and hours of training. And... Um, you learn a lot and you just give yourself time to let it soak in and contemplate and see how it makes sense to your foundational training and you make it your foundational training like you you incorporate everything you get without separation you put them in a pot melt them down and you get to see what kinds of flavors come from the refinement of them the melting of them down it's just it's a beautiful thing so anyway um in this aspect people looking at taiji trana as something strange or hippie-like, and who cares if it's hippie-like, who cares if it's airy-fairy, what's airy-fairy, but that which, what? Doesn't focus on the negativity of the world? Right? How's they do? Anything that focuses on peace and happiness, people usually just negate it, you know, or be condescending about it. Oh, it's about hippies, and this is a peace, love, and drugs, and all that stuff, and oh, you guys are out of your mind, you, you're all candy, you know, candy canes and fluffy clouds and all that. Are you kidding me? So it's normal. This is a question I'm going to ask everyone who is skeptical about, you know, the spiritual practices and Taiji Chan. I literally am so, what's the word? I mean, I've been in it. I've been out of it and in it. I've seen it from your, your angle. I've seen it. I've lived it in my angle. And all I can say is you have no clue what the hell you're talking about. If it is normal and it is quote unquote reality to believe that the world is all screwed up and all you got is negativity and you have to accept that and be pessimistic and like just break down any positive thought you have by being the devil's advocate I, I you can stay in that world <laughs> you could be there and be down all you want truthfully 
it's very easy. And I like saying this um, black and white. It's very simple, very clear, one or the other. Okay? Um, it's very plain. You either empower yourself and take all that positivity, refine it, make it your goal, make it your strength, make it your everything, or you disempower, you take away your power by focusing on the negativity. Now, you can be very powerful being a, a, a jerk to yourself and, and break down your own mind and break down your own um, you know, goals and, and destroy yourself, you know, saying, oh, I'm never going to amount to anything. I can't do it because of this. I make excuses. And you, you can do that. Or you can go on the positive route and try to empower yourself. I would rather go to the positive route. Why? Because I've been down the negative route. And we're just going to focus on Taiji Chan. So I've been down the negative where I criticized everything I saw in martial arts. Very young age. You know, due to my mentor at the time. You know, mentors are very influential. So I I really, really um, am going to talk uh, deeply about mentorship in the martial arts. uh, And what it is as a mentor generally, not just only in the martial arts. But the mentor I had was very critical of everyone, thinking he was all great under the sun. Um... Which was conflicting to me because I wasn't like that, so we had you know that kind of lack of connection because I wasn't that kind of person. But that influenced me over time, where I started to become that subtly, and I would criticize everyone and anything under the sun that wasn't my, the martial art I was practicing, and that made me turn into a big ass. Like that was just really bad, you know. Uh, over time, I've obviously I changed. Uh, I was young; I was like twenty, nineteen, twenty. And that lasted for a while until I went to China at 24 and I had a lot of time to myself and I broke down. Like I broke down my mind and I, and I looked at myself and, and went into contemplation. This is why do I act like this? I don't like it. Why do I act like this? It's like I had this demon inside that on one hand, when I start teaching the martial arts, I'm a very critical, angry, negative, condescending person and I feel empowered by it. And then when I stop, I hate myself for it. Like that's not me. Like go into some other type of a state of mind. Uh, and it was just that momentum of criticism and from the mentor uh, that took over, you know, and, and I broke that. I stripped that down. I destroyed it. Uh, by the time I came back from China, it was clean and clear. So when I came back from China, I had like this opposing force with the teacher, with the old mentor. It was just like, you know, we don't, we don't connect. We're on two different worlds, man. Um, this is originally how I was beforehand, before I met him. And then, you know, after fixing it up. So understand guys. And, and, and gals, when you're looking for Taiji and you're thinking, oh, this is stupid, it sucks, you really don't know what you're talking about. You have nothing to compare it to, really, because you never tried it. You never went out and asked somebody. So I'm open for, for questions. I'm open for criticisms and questions I'll be glad to answer. You go info at greatnaturepath.com. You email me any of your questions, any of your criticisms, and we'll discuss it. I'm really cool and open for that. Okay, we'll do some nice email correspondence. That's really awesome. Um, what else? Yeah, that's really it. These are my thoughts on Taiji, Taiji Chan, WTF, man. <laughs> like, what, every, what is everybody thinking? Cool. Have a wonderful day, and thanks for, uh, you know, taking time to listen to this podcast. Um, really looking forward to uh, your suggestions, your comments. Uh, remember, info at greatnaturepath.com. Peace.